Welcome to this week's exciting episode of Atomic Monsoon. I'm Andy. Josh is unfortunately still a little bit under the weather this week, so he is not here, uh, which means it's just me talking about Transformers with a guest. Uh, thanks to our friends, the Def M Records All-Stars, for providing our intro music. Uh, forgot to do that last week. I promised them I would stop forgetting, and then I did. So, fantastic. But this week I have Blaine Bublitz with me. Uh, hey everybody! Hey Andy. Uh, <laughs> uh, Blaine uh, and I play the Transformers trading card game together occasionally, and um, he happened to place fourth at Gen Con, um, which is a big gaming convention. It's a huge gaming convention. I will say it was top four. I think technically I was third because I lost to the uh, winner. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm, you know what? Fair enough. Third or fourth, either way, super impressive, yeah. right? Um, yeah, so for, for our audience that doesn't know, uh, and Blaine, you can feel free to, to jump in and add anything you want here. Um, I looked up what Gen Con was, and it started as the Lake Geneva War Games Convention in 1968, and was started by Gary Gygax, the founder or creator of Dungeons & Dragons. Um, through a bunch of back and forth and selling and purchasing of, of various companies, um, the last, the most recent purchase was in 2002. Peter Atkinson, the former uh, CEO of Wizards of the Coast, um, purchased Gen Con. And as of 2015, there were 61,423 attendees. Uh, and it is now the one of the largest tabletop gaming conventions in North America. Uh, yeah, it's huge. I didn't know any of that, actually. <laughs> the, the one tidbit I knew is that it started in um, Wisconsin. Yes. Um, and I had always wanted to go as a, as a kid in living in Minnesota, but I never made it until okay. it's now it's in Indianapolis. Right. And I've been twice. So <laughs> I was closer and I, I never made it. So. Right. <laughs> that's, that's always the way it goes, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I found out about Gen Con back when I used to play Raw Deal, the WB card game. Uh, and, and there were actually a couple of cards that like, if you're playing this in Gen Con, it gets an extra bonus. And I was just like, well, that's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Exactly. And I think in Raw Deal, didn't some of the uh, the more sought-after um, backstage signatures come out of Gen Con or something? Like they were prizes or something from Gen Con? Oh, that very well could be. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not 100% sure. I know I ended up with one of the cards. It might have been signed by John Cena, actually. Uh, one of the backstage signature cards. You had a Cena John signature, uh, I, signature card? I think so. It. Oh, now I'm questioning if it was John Cena. I have one of the backstage signature cards. I had the cheapest one I could find. Like yeah? our local playgroup, uh, the store owner, he he had a cheap one, and I was like, "Here, let me buy or trade for it. I just <laughs> I just want one. I don't want it uh, expensive one." Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so you played Raw Deal as well. Uh, yeah, we've talked about this a little. <laughs> we have, yeah. Uh, so, Blaine, let's get some background information on you before we get into, you know, it's Transformers Month. We're going to finish off talking about the Transformers trading card game. Um, but, yeah, where, where, what other games have you played? Where do you come from? Uh, I've played a lot of games. I've played, um, I'm a big trading card. I mean, board gamer as well, but sure. my, kind of my vice is, is trading card games. Um, way back in the day, about... 2000, um, I played the Dragon Ball Z trading card game okay. before it died. Yeah. Um, and then when that died, I transitioned into Raw Deal. Okay. Um, I actually wrote some articles and stuff for Raw Deal, like I published on their website. Oh, um, cool. 
And um, then that game died when they tried to re-release it as... <laughs> the Revolution? Oh, Revolution. I was looking through Revolution, and it is actually a good game on its own. Like, they streamlined everything. They really did. If Revolution wasn't... Like, if it was just a, a hard reset and they didn't try to integrate the two, I think it would have been, you know, like, hey, yeah, we did 20 sets of Raw Deal. Well, let's do a hard reset. But that kind of soft reboot, like, it's sort of its own game. It sort of can integrate... I think that caused a lot of confusion. Um, also doing it immediately after the Great American Bash set, uh, I think that hurt it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, so yeah, I played Rod Deal. Um, and then um, basically I had like my early adulthood mm -hmm. where I didn't play any games. I came to Arizona and I found they rebooted the Dragon Ball Z card game. Yes. Um, and I did, I played that competitively. I did pretty well. Um, bunch of top, top 16 finishes. Okay. Um, and that died as well. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, um, I, I, I was working at a comic store when that came out, where the, the, when the reboot came out or whatever, and I was like, oh, cool. Like, I didn't really play the original. Like, I bought the starter, and I couldn't really figure it out because the power level thing was all, like, without someone to show you, right? Some mm -hmm. trading card games can get kind of tricky. And... Um, I watched so many tutorial videos on how to play the new one, and I was like, I I just spent 60 bucks on a game I don't understand. Um, which, I mean, it happens, right? Like, and it's not that I'm a bad player, right? Because um, I've told this story before. Like, at one point, I was ranked 10th in the state of Arizona, and the number one ranked player here for Raw Deal was Mike Driggins, who was the number one ranked player in the world at the time. So, like, I'm not bad <laughs> at trading card games, but... Some of the ones with the more uh, more advanced rule sets up front, uh, it's a it's a, it's barrier of entry for people. Yeah, and I, I don't blame you for not understanding Dragon Ball. See, that game is very uh, complex mm -hmm. um, with some of the interactions and just yeah, it's 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 an interesting game. It's a good. I like the engine, but mm -hmm. it can have its its weirdness. Yeah. Um, That's good to hear. Thank you. <laughs> and I think I mean the reason I think I fell into Raw Deal afterwards is because. I could kind of translate some of the mechanics. Sure. Um, losing cards from the top of your deck and things like this. Mm -hmm. um, so there, there was some stuff like that in there. Um, and then I guess so that Dragon Ball Z game died. Um, and I've kind of been trying to search for the next game that I want to play. Mm -hmm. Experimented. I've played Pokemon on and off for sure. a lot of <laughs> yeah. my life. Um, and I looked at Magic again, but not super interested in playing a game where it's that competitive with so many players. Right, yeah. Um, like, it's still a hobby to me. I'm competitive, mm -hmm. but it's still a hobby. Right. Um, and so I found Transformers because my friend Matt Smith uh, is on the design team. Mm -hmm. And he, like, I went and hung out with him, and he, like, demoed the game for me, and it was super fun. Um, and... At the same time, I was playing a game called Metacross, which is, was a game by the same company that rebooted Dragon Ball Z. Okay. Um, that game is also now dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, that's just, like, it's not anything about any of the games we choose to play. It's just trading card games come and go, right? And the fact that Magic has stuck around for 25 years, 26 years now, uh, is kind of a small miracle. Um, the fact that Pokemon has been around since 1997, 98, whatever, is bizarre. Although even that's gone through a couple of ownership changes throughout the, its lifespan. Uh, and the fact that Yu-Gi-Oh! is still a thing blows my mind. Yeah, for sure. 
<laughs> I mean, if the, if you have a large enough player base, you can actually lose people um, throughout the lifespan, and and it can still survive. Right, and you can and and one of the things about Pokemon is that there are a lot of people that you know I I again working in a comic store that sold tar- card games. Right, it's like we had people all the time coming in trying to sell us their their original Pokemon cards, and they're like, oh, but but this Charizard used to worth three thousand dollars. I'm like, yeah, it's worth like eight bucks now, dude. Sorry, like. <laughs> <laughs> this weird collector mentality that everyone used to have just doesn't happen with everything. Yeah. You know? Um, but, yeah, so there's people that will fall out, but, you know, a game like Pokemon that is always on TV, always has new video games coming out, there's always going to be new players coming in as well. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, hopefully Transformers sticks around because it has constant stuff coming out, right? It's true. Shows and toys and mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it hangs around for quite a while. I would like I, <laughs> I would like that I don't know if my uh, bank account would but <laughs> um, I've invested a lot of money in the Transformers trading card game probably oh at this point it's probably it's significantly more than I invested in the first year of Raw Deal oh wow I'll say that <laughs> yeah um, so if I can uh, jump back to Gen Con please yes so I had sort of a hat trick at Gen Con okay um, I had scheduled my whole Gen Con experience around uh, Transformers and that Metacross game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Metacross was having its last tournament ever. It's like final world championship before oh, wow. it was sunset. And um, I was like, okay, I'll plan to go take the... Um, I'll, I'll play in the Transformers tournament and then uh, on, on Thursday. And then on Friday, I'll play in the Metacross tournament and then hopefully I get an invite to the Saturday tournament for Transformers. Um, so I played in the the first event at Gen Con for Transformers, and I got the top eight. Um, oh. <laughs> that tournament ran long, so I wouldn't have been able to play in the afternoon tournament Okay. Um, if I would have lost in, like, the final round or whatever. Sure, yeah. Um, so I luckily got top eight, and I got into the Saturday tournament. Okay. On Friday, the Metacross tournament actually ran into the Transformers time slot as well, so I wouldn't have been able to play in that one. Oh, man. (laughs) um, Because I I actually made it to the finals and won that tournament. Mm. Um, Mm. So that one ran... So your last uh, Metacross champion. Yes. Congratulations. Metacross world champion, final (laughs) world champion. (laughs) Um, And um, then on on Saturday, I played in Transformers. Mm -hmm. um, And that was a grueling, like just because of the two days of tournaments beforehand, playing in the the finals for Transformers was very grueling for me. Yeah. And um, the folks at Gen Con streamed the top four. so and and I know we we had talked about some of the other people like you you one of the guys you played was the guy that hit, was champion at Origins just a couple months before Stefan Pinkney, um, and I follow Stefan on YouTube and stuff like I actually like watching his videos and stuff as a player, um, so it was cool to be like, oh Blaine like the guy I know like beat this dude, yeah. right so. Uh, regardless of where you actually ended up placing, hey, you beat the previous champion <laughs> right after apparently becoming the final champion in another game. So this explains why I don't beat you very often. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, he, uh, he and I played on on Thursday. Okay, he was playing the uh, the Fire Drive, um, not Fire Drive, um, Lionizer, um, Bumblebee, Cliff Jumper deck. Okay, um, and Kind of the reason that I made it into the top uh, eight that day was because my pairings were really lucky. Like I played 
five Lionizer decks, I think. Oh, jeez. And I knew how to beat it. Yeah. <laughs> so I lost to one of them. Okay. Because um, it's double elimination, right? Um, it's, or, d- it's double, no. So it was Swiss on, on Thursday. Oh, okay. So it was only Swiss on Thursday. Okay. And then the top eight people made it into the single elimination. Got it. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I in the first or my second round, I played a Lionizer deck. Mm-hmm. Um, his first attack, he killed Scrapnel. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, without playing any cards, he hit for 10. It was... Uh, <laughs> was pretty pretty difficult to win from there yeah um and then um i realized that you just have to hit lineizer as hard as possible mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you can win because then you're a four wide versus a two wide deck oh sure yeah um and, and that yeah statistically like number like it's really hard in transformers if you have a two character team to win against four characters yeah it's well, doable but it's difficult. Yeah, a two-character team, if it were defensive, could beat a four-character deck that's offensive. That's Yeah, that's probably true. Um, yeah. but, but a two-character offensive deck is not going to fare well against a four-character offensive deck. Yeah, just because um, that first time that both of the two characters, uh, the deck with the two characters are tapped out, mm-hmm. they're getting attacked for either two or three extra attacks, right? Right. Right. Um, just with the way that the rules work in Transformers. Right. And if you're aggressive, you're going to kill somebody with that. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, once once a, once that Bumblebee deck becomes a uh, two-character deck, it's very easy to beat. Sure. And I got paired against five of them that day. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So, <laughs> so in addition to knowing how to beat it going in, you just got a lot of practice as the day went on. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, that was kind of my luck in, in getting that... Um, top eight win. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, Stefan was playing that deck. Sure. Um, he actually beat me the first game, and then I won the next two in the best of three. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so how did how did Sunday go for you then? Or Saturday, I'm sorry. So Saturday was pretty crazy. Um, the first game, I played a deck that... Um, I hadn't seen through the whole tournament. It was um, it was a four wide deck. I forget the exact lineup, but sure. it was four wide and it had brave, which makes things really difficult for sure, because an aggro then, deck. You yeah, because then your opponent has your opponent chooses who you attack basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that was very difficult. And then he sideboarded into Grimlock. Oh, um, which. I think, uh, I don't know if all the listeners are aware, Grimlock, uh, any overkill damage gets uh, put on another character. Right. Um, and uh, when you're playing a, a, an aggressive, like I was playing Insecticons, they have low health pools. Mm-hmm. So as soon as one dies, if Grimlock kills it, then you have to put all the damage on another character, and it often kills a second character. Of yeah. yours. Um, so to counteract that, I sideboarded into my... Um, General Optimus Prime. Okay. Um, Who has so a much larger health pool. Much larger health pool. Yeah. And he hits very hard as well in an yes, aggressive Yes, he does. <laughs> um, so I switched into him when he put Grimlock out, and I um, won that game. And then he took Grimlock out again, which I don't think was the right play in mm-hmm. that scenario. I left my Optimus in. Mm-hmm. And then Optimus is just, he's throwing like, attacks for 10 or 12 or more. Right, And yeah. it ended up killing his smaller guys because he turned back into a small deck. Okay. Um, which was really interesting. Um, and that was in the top 32. 
Okay. Um, and then I don't even remember the game I played. Or no, no, it was just a top. Yeah, it was a top 32. I don't remember the other deck I played that day um, okay. off the top of my head, but the the top eight match mm-hmm. um, was actually the worst matchup that I could have was um, Aerial Bots. Oh, right. So, cause, so in Secticons, you get your four-character team, and Aerial Bots is a five-character team. Yeah. And in theory, they can combine into one super robot and uh, absorb an extra hit from, you know, by that point, theoretically, a couple of your guys are dead. Right, and then uh, the aerial bots can combine into the super robot and probably take out your last two guys with a really big hit as Superion. Yeah, yeah. And when they combine, Superion deals three damage to somebody. Oh, right, just automatically. Yeah, yeah. So there's often at that at near the end of the game when they combine, uh, they usually can use Superion to kill somebody mm-hmm. um, directly, and then attack somebody and get that knockout as well. Yeah. Um, which makes things very difficult for an aggro deck. Yeah. Um, they also defend for a lot. So uh, <laughs> we've been saying aggro and defensive decks, and I don't know that all of our listeners play trading card games. So, I mean, aggro is aggressive, right? It's a deck that's more based on attacking, mm-hmm. um, more based on on hitting your opponent as much as possible without necessarily worrying about your own defense, yeah. right? Like, hey, you can hit me, but I'm going to hit you harder is the theory. Uh, defensive decks maybe don't hit as hard, but they've got more armor, more padding, right? So the attacks don't, hopefully, don't do as much damage. And so you can kind of uh, war of attrition your way to a victory with a defensive deck. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good um, breakdown. Um, An aggressive deck will often trade one character for one character. Right. Which is why being, having four characters, and that, I think we were referring to that as four wide. Right. Um, So having four characters uh, or more, if you can somehow manage to get five characters Mm -hmm. um, in an aggressive deck makes trading a character for a character very (laughs) uh, beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you have more characters. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So yes, a, a defensive aerial bots deck against an aggressive an aggressive insecticons deck oh that's a lot of big words uh <laughs> yes i can see that very much being a tough match uh, yeah. how did that one go for you so um i won the first game okay uh strictly because he forgot one of his bot flips on the first or second turn oh no yeah. Oh, so uh, one of the other rules in Transformers is your your cards are double-sided. And we talked about a lot of this with Drew a couple weeks ago. Uh, if you haven't listened to our interview with Global Brand Manager Drew Nolasco from two weeks ago, uh, I highly recommend you do that because we talk about a lot of kind of the basic rules as we're going through that. And that podcast was just awesome. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so every turn your Transformer can transform by flipping the card over, um, but any of the combining robots, you have to have all of them in robot mode to combine into the super robot. Yes. Yeah. Um, so missing one of those means that you need an extra turn. Right. And in an aggressive deck, I can usually kill one of your characters every turn. Mm-hmm. So if you give me an extra turn... <laughs> to kill one of your guys. Yeah. Yeah, then that's more damage on the super robot. And yeah, that's, yeah. that's just a big mess for uh, <laughs> yeah. that player. So yeah, so I, I um, won that first game um, due to that. Uh, and then uh, we went into the second game and we actually never finished it because... Oh. Uh, the aerial bots is a slower deck. Sure. So if it takes 30 minutes to play that first game, by the right. time you reach your 50-minute time limit, that second game isn't complete. Right, yeah. Um, and so the, the tiebreaker in that was to count up all the damage on characters. Oh. And the aerial bots have small health pools, so they end up having a lot more damage on them. Right. Um, I think it was probably like 
20 damage on my side to like 30 damage on his side oh, or something geez. or 26 yeah. damage. Yeah. Um, it was so um, I won that tiebreaker. Or wait, we must have been on game three because otherwise we wouldn't have been in tiebreakers. Mm -hmm. So I won game one, he won game two, and then we went into game three, and okay. that's where we we did the the amount of damage on the characters. That makes more sense, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, this was like three months ago at this point, right? So yeah, I'm trying to remember <laughs> everything. Yeah, um, it was yeah, or it, August, I guess, right? August. Yeah, and we're recording Very beginning towards of the end of October. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that would that match is is extremely tough. Like I don't even expect to win it usually. Okay. Um, I my sideboard is almost strictly built to beat that deck. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it still is a very tough match. Yeah. So um, I won that. That's how I got into the top four. Um, and um, then I lost to the winner. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that most of that match was on the stream. Um, no, <laughs> no. So only a some, tiny some of fraction match. of that okay. match was That's on right. stream because I misplayed a ton. Okay. Um, and it but not the mispl the misplays were not on the stream. Correct. Right? Okay. Yeah. Um, I had <laughs> my my worst misplay was that I he still had a character untapped, and I played I still function, which brings one of my dead characters back to life. Right. Um, and usually with Insecticons, you play that when they all their characters are tapped out mm -hmm. so that you get like two or three attacks right. um, against their characters. But he still had one untapped. And for some reason, my brain wasn't functioning. And I played this card, brought my character back. Then I realized, oh, he still has a character untapped. Even though I have two, three characters untapped now, he still has one untapped. Mm -hmm. um, and so I attacked with the guy that I brought back. Mm -hmm. And then my turn ended. Oh, no. And then he killed me. Oh. <laughs> so that misplay wasn't on stream. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now I've told the world. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, but one of the things about trading card games, it's it's the same as any strategy game, right? Like, it's in the same way that in chess, you can, ha you can be thinking three, four moves ahead, and then you accidentally make your move that was supposed to be the next turn. Right, and that happens, right? Like we're all, especially in a high pressure situation, right? Your uh, Gen Con wasn't just necessarily playing for fun; like you were also playing for a spot in the Energon Invitational Championships, right? And and there's money on the line. There was there was cash on the line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, and I don't remember what the the prize pool was for that event, but I know there's like a three thousand dollar prize pool for the um, Energon Invitational for for first place. So yeah, so the whole pool for Gen Con and Origins were ten thousand each. Okay. And then for the Energon Invitational in Philly is $20,000 for the whole top I, I forget if it's top 16 or top 32. Okay. Um, and so it's that much money split up amongst all the players yeah. with obviously first place getting the most and second getting next and yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. So like in at Gen Con it was uh, 1500 for first, 1000 for second, 750 for third and fourth. Okay. Um, and then smaller amounts that went out to the rest of the top third, top 16. Okay. Um, right. So, yeah, I mean, that's a huge difference between 1500 and 750. I mean, that's that's obviously twice as much, right? Yep. So, yeah, when you're playing for that spot, like, that's a very high-pressure situation. Um, <laughs> it's funny, right? Because it's like, oh, it's just a trading card game with a Saturday morning cartoon that we all used to watch. Uh, but no, man, like, the difference between 750 and $1,500 is a huge difference. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and I think that that's important to highlight uh, in this conversation as well, right? That 
you know, hey, who cares? It's a card game. If you lose, you lose. But no, this is this is a, a serious like competitive event. Yeah, um, and even though Transformers is still smaller than the other big card games, there mm-hmm. was some really good competition there. Yeah. It was, um, it was there's a lot of thinking through the plays and chance to misplay and um, just general high pressure like I didn't think this far ahead or like you said I thought three steps ahead and then I <laughs> I operated three steps ahead but right. at the current turn which <laughs> caused uh, this, this problem yeah and that I mean. You know, you still ended up in third or fourth place, top four, right? Top four. We'll, That's we'll, what I like to say. Yeah, top four. Top four. Um, which is not. I mean, there's there's no shame in that whatsoever, right? Obviously, it would have been nicer to win, but top four is not an embarrassment at all. Um, so, congratulations. Thank you. And so that secures your spot. Getting in the it was top was it top eight or top sixteen uh, gets the invitation to the Energon Invitational. So it was. Originally top 16, but then they um, amended the thing, uh, the, the rules or whatever, sure. um, during oh, yeah. the event. So it went to top 32, actually. So okay. basically, even if I would have lost that first round and be knocked out, I still would have had my invite. Okay. Um, and the end was mostly uh, for prizes and the cash. Okay. Um, that's what we were all battling for. Sure. Okay. I mean, still, that's cash that you can now use for your plane ticket to go to the Energon Invitational in Philly yeah. uh, in like a month and a week or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you just reminded yeah, me. Yeah, sorry, oh, that's man. six weeks away. Didn't Dude. mean to put any more pressure on you oh, there. Oh, no, this is scary. <laughs> uh, and just this week, we finished all the spoilers for the upcoming wave, which comes out between now and then. Yeah. Yeah. What do you what do you think of the spoilers? Can we can we jump into some of those? Sure. Talk about some Absolutely. spoilers? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, oh man, I'm excited for a lot of the new characters coming out. Uh, I am probably more excited for a lot of the battle cards that are coming out. Not any card in specific, but I like seeing, um, it gives more, there's more diversity to deck building now, right? Uh, especially with a lot of the new black battle icons and a lot of the, the t- double black battle icon cards. Um, I think that, uh, not that Pierce was an unviable uh, situation before, but I think that Wave 4, or uh, War for Cybertron Siege 2, however you want to call it, um, I think that that's going to make that a whole new playstyle. And I don't, uh, or it will it will certainly benefit more defensive decks a lot more. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, Pierce decks in the past I think have really relied on their weapons mm-hmm. just because you need to offset the pierce that you can generate naturally mm-hmm. from flips um, with um, the weapons that give you a larger chunk. Like, uh, for example, Laser Cutlass mm-hmm. gives plus one attack, but it gives pierce three. Right. So theoretically, it could turn your two-attacked character mm-hmm. into a three-attack character with pierce three. Right. And thus making... And pierce is guaranteed damage. Guaranteed damage. It yeah. can't be defended against. Right. Um, yeah, I suppose we should also be <laughs> explaining some of these rules as we go along, because I know a lot of our listeners don't play this game, because a lot of people don't play this game. <laughs> they should. And they should. They absolutely should. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously I got into it because it's Transformers, but I wouldn't have stuck around if it wasn't fun. Yes. Right? Like, I've played, uh, oh man, the Universal Fighting System game, right? I was really excited when that started coming out, and I was like, oh, I love Street Fighter, right? I enjoy Mortal Kombat most of the time. Um, 
I, I like a lot of the games that were in, like a lot of the video games that stuck in the universal fighting system. I like Penny Arcade, right? And they got a set in there. Yeah. Um, and I would have loved to have sat down and just played whatever franchise I wanted in this one trading card game. But the game wasn't fun for me, for my tastes. Obviously, there was a player base that played it for close to a decade. Still. Is, is it still going? So they're, um, it, it's been bought a few times, but okay. Jasco owns it now. Okay. And they're, re, re, they're relaunching, kind of, okay. um, as Universus. Okay. Um, and they're adding a bunch of anime properties as well. That's and totally stuff like okay. that. Yeah. Um, I tested it out. I tested the the new engine with the My Hero Academia okay. um, property on it at Gen Con. Oh, cool. Um, but I think, I mean... I agree with you-ish. Um, the engine seems fine, but mm -hmm. I just don't, like, it's not my style of engine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, th again, there's nothing wrong with that, right? There's there's tons of people that play Magic. I've played Magic. I still have a couple hundred Magic cards sitting in a box in my closet. Um, and, and, like, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with Magic. It's just, it's not, like you said, it's just th the player base is too big and too competitive. And that's a, that's a... At some point, I wouldn't mind being a big fish in a small pond. <laughs> um, but also, like, there's just so much to magic, and it it's turned into something. I don't know. Magic's just not my speed. Yeah. Right. Um, and again, there's, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with Yu-Gi-Oh. Nothing wrong with Pokemon. I mean, there there are things that you know we can like and dislike about any of them. But yeah, something about the the simplicity of the rules in Transformers really appeals to me. Um, because then it's it's more of the the challenge is then how well can I build this deck, not how well can I memorize the rules. Yeah. Right? And I think that that for me, uh, that's one of the things that appealed to me about Raw Deal as well. Right? Like Raw Deal was a very simple system in its first couple sets. Uh, and obviously gained complexity as it went along. Obviously. Uh, <laughs> it's so complex. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, the base rules, and if you can get in early, like it's it's really easy to learn those and and roll with it. Um, yeah. No puns intended. Ah, I get it. <laughs> um, I, yeah, so to take it back to Transformers, yes. I think the thing that is really interesting about this set, we're four sets in now, mm -hmm. And there's um, almost no card in the set that I feel um, was printed as a um, let's. I guess we have to take it back to set one. There sure. were there were the two double battle icon, two double orange and two double blue card. Right. Um, called improvised shield and handheld laser. handheld blaster handheld blaster. Um, that. They are essentially a blank text box because right. when you play them in an all orange or an all blue deck, the inverse f effects that they have on them right. don't do anything for you. Right. So you just never play that card and you only use it for when you're flipping cards off the top of your deck, mm -hmm. which is kind of a core mechanic to Transformers. Mm -hmm. um, there's nothing like that printed in this set. Um, mm. yeah, every that's... card does something from hand or when, pl or when flipped. Yeah. Right. So, um, even all of the double black icon um, cards—they're not cards that you want to discard faster. Yeah, you don't want right. to just trade them out or get rid of them. Some of them might be situational. Sure. Right. But they all have an effect that you can use in your deck. Mm -hmm. There's a weapon that gives you plus two attack, or when you're flipping it, it has two black icons, so it gives you pierce. Right. The plus two would help 
as a weapon if you're against an aggro deck, uh-huh. right? That has no defense. Right. And then the pierce helps if you're against a defensive deck. Right, because that is a guaranteed plus two damage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that they this set it has given us so much of this, like mm-hmm. really utility cards that are just good in, in the deck. Also cards that work very well, because oh, utility is a card type in oh, the game. Oh, yes. Sorry. Good <laughs> no, joke. no. Good that's, joke. That's, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I do think um, I was talking with another uh, player here mm-hmm. uh, in Phoenix, and um, pretty sure that there's a that there's actually the first staple released in this set. Interesting. Um, that will go in every deck, slotted in every deck, no matter what. What card do you think that is? Uh, pocket processor. Okay. Um, and I was reflecting on this card. Uh, I guess we should say what it does. Sure. Um, so it's a utility card, an okay. upgrade utility. You ta- you put it on a character during your turn, and then at the start of your turn, you draw another card. Yeah. So you draw a card for your turn based on the game rules, and then you draw a card for Pocket Processor. Utilities are the hardest upgrade to remove, so it usually sticks around for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it has a green battle icon, which means when you flip it off the top of your deck uh, for battle, you can trade a card from your hand to put it into your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, right, because Wave 1 has that card called Data Bank, which is also at the start of your turn, draw a card, right? So you're drawing a card for the start of your turn and you draw a card for a data bank. But it has the white battle icon, which means you have to draw it. Like, you have to wait to draw it. Yep. You can't get it faster. Yep. Right. And if you run three copies of data bank mm-hmm. and it uh, doesn't have a green icon, it, you'll see it like one in 10 turns mm-hmm. if you're running three copies of it. Oh, uh, wow. one in One in 10 draws. Okay. So... If you're running extra draw, you might see it. Mm-hmm. But if you're only running your natural draw, right. it's one in ten turns. Um, but you go through your deck really quickly in Transformers. Yes. And so uh, by running one copy of Pocket Processor, you can get it at any point, basically. Yeah, as long as you flip it over, you can pick it back up. Uh, yeah, you have to have a card in hand. But right. But it's pretty easy to keep one card in hand. Yes. Um, and then... Once you put it on a character, now you're drawing two cards a turn. Right. Um, I was reflecting today, and the best deck that we have for card draw right now in set three is the cars deck, right? Mm-hmm. The the cliff jumper, cliff jumper yep. cars. Um, cliff jumper says whenever you flip a car from car mode to robot mode, you draw a card. Right. Um, and but, then he's usually paired with the bumblebee uh, trusted lieutenant, who gets extra card draws. Uh, on or he gets a what is it he discards he, an action when he attacks you discard an action to draw two cards yeah right um, which means you're still coming up one card ahead on that every time you attack yeah right um, so that's kind of the best card draw engine we have right now mm-hmm. but then you're really restricted in the characters that you're playing you're playing all cars you have to play cliff jumper he, I mean he's a good character but he still costs eight. Um, he's, he's an eight star of twenty five character, right? Also, he costs a lot of money to buy if you didn't get him at San Diego Comic Con in twenty eighteen. Yes, which is much to the chagrin of most players in the game, and totally understandable. Yeah, I mean, I don't have one. Right. <laughs> uh, I was fortunate enough to have the foresight to be like, I don't know if I'm going to like this Transformers game, but hey, friend, that's going to San Diego. Here's fifteen bucks. Can you pick this up for me? Um, Good investment. It, you know, it turned out to be, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I don't say that to brag. Like, I'm not, I'm not, you know, being crappy about this or whatever. Like, I just, it, it, it's one of those things where, hey, I like Transformers. I like trading card games. I saw one coming. Here's a thing happening. 
if this turns into something great, I spent 15 bucks on it and I have this thing. If it doesn't turn into anything cool, it was $15. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I got really lucky and I feel, I actually do feel bad for the players that can't get that pack and can't get Slipstream or Club Jumper because um, they are both valuable cards, uh, yeah. both to playing and <laughs> monetarily. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, I'm experimenting with a. So speaking of Cliff Jumper, I, I actually think there's not, there might not be a reason to play Cliff Jumper, um, <laughs> because <laughs> of four, yeah, because of pocket processor. I think you might be right. Um, it might be more valuable to run if you're going to play like a, an aggressive cars deck, like the deck that won at Gen Con. It mm-hmm. might be more valuable to play um, two seven star cars, okay, um, along with your Prowl and your RC, okay. Um, because the seven star cars are really good, especially mm-hmm. in this new set. I'm I'm looking at Smokescreen right now. Okay. Yeah. Um it has um it's a on its car mode it has a thing called safeguard three. Right. Which means the first time it takes damage, it can't take more than three damage. Right. Um which is gonna shut down a lot of aggressive decks. It's gonna shut down a lot it's of gonna aggressive decks. It's gonna shut down a lot of lionizers, it's gonna shut down a lot of insecticons. Yes. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of characters with Safeguard 3 in this uh, in this new set. There are. He's the cheapest, though, which is the yes. interesting thing. Yeah. Because if you're able to pair him with another 7-star car, mm-hmm. it just works really cool. And then also, you don't flip Smokescreen, um, so all your flips are saved for Prowl. And Prowl okay. is really good because when you flip him back to car mode from robot mode, mm-hmm. he gives all your cars bold too. Right, which means they flip two more cards when they attack. Yeah. Potentially getting at least, hopefully getting at least two more attack damage onto your opponent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's really cool. Um, yeah. Um, so I, I'm really interested in, in what Pocket Processor is going to do. Mm-hmm. And just in general, what these cards from set four are going to do to the game. A lot of the decks that I've been building... Um, the card that I'm looking to cut, and like initially, mm-hmm. is often the those that improvised shield or that handheld blaster. I kind of stop throwing those in my decks unless they're specifically very offensive or very defensive. Um, and I know that there's a, a mindset out there amongst the player base that like, no, if you're playing a deck, you should have one or the other set of those. But yeah, like at a certain point, it's like, how good is having those extra that that one extra damage sometimes when you attack? Yeah. Right. As opposed to a card that is going to be good when you draw it as well. Yeah. So there's definitely some math we can do around that, right? Sure. But, um, and I know a lot of people are under the mindset of keeping a full playset mm-hmm. of that and the other double icon card in their deck. And I don't think that it's wrong if that's what your play, if that's what your deck is trying to achieve, and that that's what your play style is, right? But one of the other things about trading card game that's great is it's uh, it's all personal expression, mm-hmm. right? Um, we have some players here that just want to play very aggressive, very bold orange decks that just do a lot of attack damage. We have some players that want to play very defensive. Um, we have some players that, like, I know you just, you and I both actually really like experimenting with just, hey, what can I do with this? Mm-hmm. You know, let's let's take these four, three or four random characters and what happens? And a lot of times I don't ever I actually build a deck because I look at the characters and I'm like, yeah, there's, there's no synergy there whatsoever. Um, and sometimes I will build a deck and I will take it apart before I ever actually play it because I'll, like, start, like, just kind of randomly drawing cards and be like, yeah, this didn't work. <laughs> no, I feel you there. Uh, and... Transformers allows some really creative tech building because mm-hmm. so much of your game plan is on the on the field, on the board mm-hmm. when you start the game, right? Right, just the combination of characters. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so I really, really enjoy that part of the game. Is um, and if you look back through kind of my history of of the games I've played, um, having starting with things in play mm-hmm. are often the games that I like the most, right? Like yeah. Raw Deal, right? Um, uh, Dragon Ball Z, things like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like having the knowledge of what my opponent's playing, and I like it from a deck building aspect, mm-hmm. being able to have part of my game plan already. Um, there, right? Because in Raw Deal, like it, it's just to use Raw Deal, since we've both played it, and and uh, it did have a rather large player base at one point. Um, if you're going up against, I don't know, let's say Taz, right? Taz was the human suplex machine in real life, right? Uh, as as much as wrestling is real life. <laughs> so like, hey, you're going up against Taz, a Taz deck. He's probably going to be playing a lot of suplexes, which is a lot of grapple cards, which means cool. I don't need to worry about having re- like appropriate reversal cards for strikes and submissions, most likely. Yeah. Right. Um, although I would love, I, I loved subverting that. Um, I had a Holland Nash deck uh, who uh, their thing was get extra damage for playing cards with the word power or bomb or slam in the title. Uh, and so I built, I, but I didn't have their finishing move. Okay. Right. So I built an entire deck that was all exactly what you would want. And instead of the finishing move, I just had a punch. <laughs> it was just a, a little three damage strike. Right. And I won a lot of games because I would draw it early. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. Like, my opponent had no idea that it was in there. And so they, like, cool, it's a whole deck of grapple, grapple, grapple. And then I would just throw down strike. And it did three damage, but they had no strike, like, no strikes left, and, or no strike reversals left. And I just, I, they had, you know, one or two health. And they were like, three damage. <laughs> and it was like, what? What? <laughs> That's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> um, Transformers doesn't quite allow for that yet, but we're also only a year in. So. Um, I think that, I mean, this set actually opens up some of the bigger routes for that, right? I think you're probably um, right, yeah. Things like the new healing um, stuff mm-hmm. and, um, like, you could you could build a deck that's very healing-focused and it doesn't, like, present itself as a healing deck from your characters on board. Sure. Things like that. Yeah. Um, and we'll we'll see what Pierce does, right? Yeah. You might have a you might be like, oh, this is an uh, an aggressive character lineup, but they're playing all blue cards and Pierce. Who right. knows, right? Like, yeah. There there could be some stuff in this set that's really really interesting there. Mm-hmm. Um, this this set is <laughs> so cool. I'm really excited. Yeah, and I I uh, I, I know I've said this um, offline a couple times, but I think that there's going to be a lot of players that are going to be upset about Wave Four. And uh, because their strategy that they've had for the last year just doesn't work anymore, right? Um, and it's you know gonna be a lot of the people that play super aggro decks or super tough decks, right? Uh, super defensive decks. Like, hey, you've got to you have to evolve with this game, or you're gonna be left behind. I would generally agree with that. Okay. However, however, mm-hmm. and I have to give um, Enrico credit for this name. Okay, minivans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, minivans is a very, very powerful aggro deck. Okay. Um, it is... Is that um, the MicroMaster truck? It's the MicroMaster trucks yeah. paired with General Optimus Prime from Wave 3. Okay. Um, because General Optimus Prime, he's a 14 health, 3 defense character. Yeah. Um, all of the MicroMaster trucks have stealth to start, so your opponent has to attack into your General Optimus Prime. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, and... The MicroMaster leader and Optimus Prime give everybody bold. Okay. So your trucks are all starting off at bold two. Yeah. Um, flipping two extra battle cards. So they attack for three, and they flip four battle cards. 
So yeah. they're, they're kind of their base attack is seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you throw the new action card four-wheel drive on there, their base attack actually is seven. Is seven. <laughs> now they've got bold two, which means their quote-unquote base attack is now, look. you're looking at 11 or 12. Yeah. Yeah. They hit really, really hard. Yeah. No, um, that's a good point. They have been, in some of our playtesting, they have been punching through um, blue decks with a lot of tough. Yeah. And tough is the opposite of bold. You flip right. the extra cards on defense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's pretty interesting. Um, and I, I uh, <laughs> you brought, um, last week when we were playing, uh, a, a, when we had most of the spoilers for Wave 4, but not all of them, you're, you're showing off some of the ideas that you had. And um, just seeing the power of some of those Wave 4 decks against my Wave 3 decks was just like, oh, Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Like the Caliburst Battlemaster, right? Just, yeah. hey, take a damage every time you draw a second card on your turn. Oh, okay. Well, now Cliffjumper sucks. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like his entire card advantage thing, right? His, his, his The hand advantage bonus he gives you doesn't matter anymore. Um, so I was just, all right, I'll just put him in bot mode and leave yeah. him there so I'm not I don't ever accidentally give my, and then you paired him with Shockwave who's uh, yeah. forcing me to draw cards yeah that was fun and then also forces damage on the discard uh, so you were commanding how much how many cards I had in my hand at any given time um, not necessarily what they were but just how many there were in there and whenever you manipulated it either way I was taking damage yeah <laughs> which is fantastic I loved seeing that it was pretty it was I uh, I don't know if that deck is going to work just because how squishy, squishy they are. Sure. Um, but it was really fun to, to test out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know that that's going to be a deck that's going to win uh, at the Energy Invitational or Origins or Gen Con or anything. But it, yeah, it, it'll win. In, uh, someone will bring that to their weekly tournament and the other players won't see it coming. Although, given the downloads for our Drew interview, we'll probably get a lot of the player base listening to this and a lot of people will hear this. So so everybody's going to play minivans? So everyone's going to play minivans now. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, based on our numbers, I think most of the Facebook group downloaded that episode. Oh, nice. Yeah. Congrats. Uh, thank you. Um, <laughs> and if not, hey, go back and listen to our episode with Juno Lasco. Um, and continue listening to this one, although we've only got about five minutes left. Uh, so, okay, so you have qualified for the Energon Invitational. Um, what are you looking, what are you expecting? What are you looking forward to? And um, yeah, what, what, give us some impressions of what, what you got going in. Um, so I'm really excited to visit PAX. Okay. Um, and if I get knocked out immediately, then I'm going to go enjoy PAX. Um, That's fair. Because <laughs> I ended up playing so much, uh, car- so many tournaments at Gen Con that I didn't get to really experience all of the sure. awesome board game convention. Mm-hmm. PAX is a much smaller one, but um, if I do get knocked out right away, then uh, at least I have a whole conference that I can, or a convention have, that I can attend. Yeah, you have that. And then you're also in Philly for the weekend. I mean, it's the first weekend in December. Oh, so be cold. Yeah. But also, you know, have you been to Philly before? No. Yeah, it's, you can go uh, kiss the Liberty Bell or whatever. Uh, and freeze freeze your face to it. Yeah, perfect. Uh, but uh, no, um, I expect, I'll just say it, I expect to do well. Sure. Um, uh, I think that's, I, I don't think that that's cocky. I think that's having a level of confidence that you need to have to compete at that level. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I The way that it's structured is... Um, 
I have to plan really heavily for that because mm -hmm. they're going to do the first two rounds uh, constructed. Right. Um, and then you go into three rounds of sealed. Right. Yeah. Um, so I've been – or we're going to be practicing a lot of sealed um, play mm -hmm. here coming up. And, um, and then basically the deck that I'm going to bring in is going to be hopefully planned to do well the first two rounds so that sure. you get paired well into – um, the sealed rounds, right? right. You want to be paired. You want to have two wins going into the sealed round in case a sealed round um, gives you an unexpected loss. Right. Um, so that that will only be one of your losses, which you probably have two and still make it into the finals. Um, though I don't know how many people are going to be there. We haven't seen that list or anything yet. Right, yeah. Um, that's And that's another whole thing, right, is... is in theory, there could be something like 2,500 people showing up, right? I think that's how many uh, invites total they had, like, made available. Right. I don't know how many people actually, like, how many stores ran it and how many right. people actually have the invite. Um, I believe they were finalizing the list this week. Mm -hmm. Somebody posted on the Facebook page, one of the uh, Wizards staff posted on the Facebook page okay. that they were just trying to get, like, three people to finish their, like, sign-up. I saw something on the Transformer CCG subreddit about, um, uh, yeah, like, there was a, a list of players, and they were like, hey, if, if anyone knows these people, get them in touch with the Wizards of the Coast people. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, I think, once that's finalized, we're going to have the uh, the all the people, um, right. and we'll get the list. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Or I at mean, least the number of players. That would be helpful. Yeah. <laughs> um, to know how many, um, how many rounds you can lose to still make it into the top. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, hopefully my sealed game is on, t uh, is like on, top on, tier. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, because I, I, I really enjoy sealed mm -hmm. uh, formats in, in like any game. So mm -hmm. um, if I do well with sealed, then basically I'm expecting to do well in the first five rounds and then your last three are kind of a toss up. Right. Because um, at that point it's the best of the best of the best. Yeah. Right. It's the it's the best players from around the country or, or the world really. Right. Everyone that, that qualified to go to the Energon Invitational. Everyone that got the invitation for the Energon Invitational. Um, and then it's the people that survived the first couple rounds of Constructed and everyone that survived playing Sealed. Yeah. And um, there is there's absolutely something to be said for the level of skill of like there's nothing there's nothing wrong with being good at constructed even if you didn't build your deck and there's nothing wrong with being good at just playing sealed right where like you kind of have to build a deck on the fly but you have a very limited card pool cuz it's hey here's six packs do your best mm -hmm. right um but yeah to kind of prove that you're the best player you need to be good at multiple formats mm -hmm. right and so the players that are going to be good at multiple formats are going to be the people making it to the the last few rounds there exactly yeah and I, we probably don't have enough time to talk about the uh, the top cut on the next day, but that's a sure. whole new thing, right? Five, right. best of five, but you can't sideboard until after game two. Okay. So you have to play a deck that can do well in the first two rounds. Right, yeah. Or first two games of a round, and okay. then, you, then you can sideboard, and you just need to win one more game, right? So right. it's a really interesting format. Yeah, yeah. Um, we didn't even explain what sideboarding was. Uh, I don't think we're going to have time to, to really get not. into that. Um, but, uh, hey, if you guys are interested at this point, like if you're still listening <laughs> and you're interested, you can find a place to go look up what that is. Yeah. Uh, and sideboarding is pretty common in trading card games in general, right? Yeah, I think so. Like I know Magic does it. So, um, And I, I, Raw Deal didn't, but they had the whole Backlash deck thing, and, and that's a whole... I don't know if... I don't play Pokemon, so I don't know if No, I, Pokemon doesn't, no actually. Okay. No. Um, and I 
<laughs> you give us another one of those games with a bunch of little rules up front where I was just like, yeah, this is more complicated than I want. So, <laughs> <laughs> which is fine, like, right? Like again, there's not, I'm not judging the game or any of its players. Just, yeah, it's not for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool, man. Well, uh, do you want people getting a hold of you on social media? And if so, where can they find you? Um, I guess I'm in the main Transformers Facebook group. Okay. Just um, under your name. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have a Twitter too, but I usually use that for technology stuff. So okay. <laughs> it's probably not <laughs> worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm on the, I'm on the main Facebook group. I'm thinking about doing a, a thing in that group just because I don't have a blog and I don't really want to put one together sure. of just like micro deck reviews from set four, like things that I'm testing that I think are very good Okay. Um, and kind of make a, just a short write up. So you might find some of those there from me. I want to write up about the, uh, the minivans deck because I think it's very powerful and something that we need to, as a community, plan around. Yeah. Um, because it's probably a better aggro deck than Insecticons. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, just thinking about it off the top of my head, you're probably not wrong. <laughs> and General Optimus is pretty easy to get for a rare. Yeah. Uh, I, one of my I, one of the guys we plays with, I think, has like ten copies of it. So <laughs> I have uh, five, I think. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so he's not not super difficult to get a hold of. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, hey man, thanks for thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. This um, yeah. was fun. This was, yeah. Um, and if you, you know, just after after PAX, you should come back and uh, we'll talk about uh, how that went for you. That'd be great. Cool. And hopefully I'll have some, uh, hopefully I'll be like, oh yeah, I made top whatever. Yeah, top so, one. Top. Uh, I mean, I wasn't going to claim that, but <laughs> no, if no. you're claiming it, I'll, I'll do I, it. That's fair. Uh, cool, guys. Well, thanks for joining us this week. Um, you can find us on our regular, so, regular social media places. Um, we're Atomic Monsoon on Facebook and Twitter. We are Atomic underscore Monsoon on Instagram. Um, AtomicMonsoon at gmail.com if you have any questions or would like to see if we can maybe get a guest on or uh, just tell us nice things. Um, find us on all of the best podcatchers. So Apple Podcasts and Google Play and Stitcher and uh, uh, Spotify. And we're on iHeartRadio now. And uh, please leave us a five-star review because we like when people are nice to us. All right, guys. Cool. Well, uh, have a great week and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.